from the theme, The Lord is My Shepherd. Psalm 23, David, the shepherd boy, writes this song. Stories told of David as he works in the fields in Judah, keeping Jesse, his father's sheep. And in the process of doing so, God speaks to Samuel and tells the prophet Samuel to go and pay Jesse a visit. And when he gets down there to visit Jesse, he tells Samuel that Jesse has a son. He wants to have that son anointed. So Samuel goes down and he pays this visit. And while he's there, Jesse brings his sons before him. He brings the first, the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, and then the seventh. God tells Samuel, none of these are the one that he wants to have anointed. And he asked Jesse, he said, is there another child that you have? And he said, yeah, there's one more young lad, a little one, out in the fields tending the sheep. And Samuel says, go get him and bring him here. Yeah. And when he walked in the house, the Lord spoke to Samuel and said, that's him. Yeah. And he anointed David to be the king of Israel. Yeah. And he ruled Judah for seven years and he ruled Israel for 33 years. Mm. But God had his hands on that young man and David no doubt as a result of his experiences wrote this psalm the 23rd psalm the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he makes me to lie down in green pastures he leads me beside the still waters he restores my soul he leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake he says yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil. You're with me, your rod and staff. They comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Let us pray. Father, we bless you this morning and we thank you for this opportunity to come forth. To share your word, we glorify and magnify you for great is he who is in us and he who is in the world. And we seek your direction, your guidance. Holy Spirit, come forth and teach us. Lead and guide each and every one of us. Open our eyes to see, our ears to hear, and our hearts to receive the engrafted word of God. We bless you, our Father. We praise you and we thank you. Let all of God's people say, Amen. Amen. God bless you this morning. The good shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Yeah. A shepherd has many positive qualities and traits. Yeah. He must be a person of integrity, self-awareness, and one of courage. Mm. He must be a person of respect and empathy. Yeah. For he must show love and appreciation for the sheep or the children of God. A shepherd must have genuine gratitude for all that God has done for him. Yes, a yes. shepherd must have a personally invested himself into the work and the call of duty. A shepherd is one who must be concerned 
about the welfare and the care of the sheep of God. Every shepherd must stand on the wall to protect God's chosen people, to protect the children of God, and no matter what they experience or what they go through. The shepherd must be one who's willing to share and encourage the sheep of God when you are experiencing things and you're down in spirit and heart. The shepherd is the one who God puts on the wall to come forth and bring the power and the presence of God into your heart. The blessings of God that we have the eternal shepherd, Lord, and God's son, Christ Yeshua, our Lord and Savior. He is the one that shed his blood on Calvary's cross, went to the grave for you and I to be the shepherd. The Bible tells us and shares with us that there are a number of different types of shepherds. You have those that are interested in the things of God in the body of Christ. And then you have those who are wolves in sheep clothing. Yes. And the wolf really don't care anything about the sheep. No. <laughs> he only cares about himself and what's in it for him. Yes. But the shepherd, on the other hand, the yes. true shepherd cares about what happens to the flock of God. He's interested in their well-being, in their welfare. The shepherd is one who stands there and ministers to them. The shepherd is one who stands there and calls to be sure that they are doing good and everything is all right. Yeah. Shepherd is one who will look out for the saints and he's always seeking reports of how the sheep are doing. David was one of those. He, he would take and lead the sheep. See, yeah. the, the sheep shouldn't be following the shepherd. He ought to be leading the sheep. Right. Yeah. When the sheep would get hurt or when any danger come up against the sheep, the word of God tells us and tells us that David had a staff and a rod. And if something came up against the sheep, he would take that staff and he would use it to defend the sheep of God. He would use it to defend those who have their faith and trust in God. David knew what it was to take care of the sheep. And when they would get injured or hurt, he would stop and take care of the problem. Stories told, if you go and look in the book of Samuel, he said that there was a time when a bear and a lion came up against the sheep. And one of them grabbed him a sheep and ran off with him. Yeah. David stopped everything he was doing. He ran after him. And when he caught up with him, he took the sheep out of his mouth and killed him right there on the spot. So God says, don't touch his sheep because I got something for you if you mess with my anointing. I got something for you if you mess with my people. He said, touch not the anointed and do the prophet of God no harm. Keep your faith and trust in the Lord. The word of God tells us and shows us, Christ reminds us the importance of being a sheep. He reminds us the importance of being a child of the most high and putting our faith and trust in him. He reminds us that if we keep our trust and faith in God, everything is going to work out just fine. Word tells us in Acts the 28th chapter around the, the, the uh, Acts the 20th chapter around the 28th verse. He said, take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which God Yeshua has given you the oversight to feed the called out assembly of God which he has purchased with his own blood. And then he said, I want you to know this. That after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. But he said, also of your own selves, men shall arise speaking perverse things 
to draw away the assembly or the congregation after themselves. But there are going to be people that's going to come up on the scene and they're going to fight you. They're going to come up against you. They're going to want to take you out. They're going to want to tell lies about your leader and say things. And in the process of so doing, the Bible said they do it to deceive you and to fool you into following them. Go ahead. But he says, hold your ground. Stand firm in the way and the righteousness of which God has called you in. And do the things that bring glory and praise unto his holy and righteous name. Christ had a very similar experience. If you look at the book of John, we'll see where Christ had a very similar experience himself. When he was dealing with the sheep, the enemy tried to come up against them. And Christ said these words. If you look at verse number 10 in John 10, we find the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Any wolf that come among the sheep comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy, and to take you out. But then he goes on, he said, I've come that you may have life, and that you may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. Now notice what Christ says. He says, I am the good shepherd. So if there's a good shepherd, you know there must be a bad shepherd. God said, I am the good shepherd. And then he says, I've come. He said, I'm not only my good shepherd, but he said, I've come to give my life for the sheep. But not the hired, not the wolf. Because the sheep don't belong to him in the first place. Whenever you got a crook or somebody that's not sincere about God running the church or trying to lead the church, every time you turn around, they're always dipping in the pot. They always need something for themselves. Drain the church dry, take everything the church got, don't have a penny because they're giving it all to him and he's still begging for more. That's a wolf in sheep's clothes. The wolf comes in and... Instead of praying for the flock, he's trying to sleep with the flock and, yeah, and, and take out those in the flock. That's the wolf among sheep's clothes. God said the true shepherd will come in and he's concerned about the flock and how to protect the flock and how to keep them safe from all of the attacks of the enemy and the wolf. Goes on to tell us to stay focused, flock. He said, David said, what the Lord is my shepherd. First of all, the sheep must know the Lord. The shepherd must know the Lord. When the shepherd knows the Lord, he don't have anything to worry about because the Lord is always watching over him. He's always got his back. He's always protected. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. And he said, I shall not want you. What is it that you're watching today? You don't have to want for anything. God has given you the best of everything. Everything that you trust and believe God for, he will open the door and give it unto you. He says he makes me to lie down in green pastures, places of comfort, places of rest and security. God is going to put you as a child of God in that type of environment, in that type of setting so you don't have to be worried. He says he leads me beside still waters. He wants you to have the very best to drink. He wants you not to worry about where the resources are going to come from for your needs. Because he's going to supply your every need. Paul tells us in the fourth chapter of Philippians, verse 19. He says, he restores your soul. When you're down and out, don't know which way to go. The devil done beat you down. Bad neighbors done beat you down. They done crucified you. The only thing they ain't done was hung you on a cross. He said, the the Lord will restore your soul. No matter what he do, 
or they do to you, God is there to restore your soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. So if he's not leading you in righteousness, then it ain't a, sh- a shepherd. No, no, no. It's a wolf. Yeah. So if the wolf comes, you know, to yeah. take you out. Yeah. God says he will lead you in the ways of righteousness for his name's sake. He said, though you walk through the valley and the shadow of death. He said, sometimes you're going to have that experience. You're going to go through things that make you feel like it's all over. Make you feel like it's coming to an end. Make you feel like your life problems is getting worse and worse. And you're seeing dimness and darkness all around you. But he says, in the valley and the shadow of death, I am with you. Oh, my God, my God. Go ahead and preach it. I will watch over and protect you. Go ahead. I walk through the valley in the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. No evil. See, the word says, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound. There's nothing for you to be afraid of, nothing for you to fear. Keep your faith and trust in God. Goes on, he says, for you are with me. See, God's with you. Christ is with you. The Holy Spirit is with you, guiding you, keeping you, watching over you, and protecting you. You have nothing to worry about or nothing to fear because God himself is the one doing it all. See, when we put our faith and trust in God, the Holy Spirit comes in and invokes us and he protects us and he watches over us and he keeps us no matter what the enemy tried to do. God is right there watching over us and protecting and keeping us. He says, for your rod and your staff, they comfort me. See, sometimes the sheep get out of hand and the shepherd have to take the rod and grab them and reel them back in. He has to take the staff sometime and pop one to let them realize you're out of line. See, we do it with words now, but then the shepherd would take them and crack you over the head and say, get up, straighten up, boy. Get yourself together. God says he's got those things for the shepherd so he can keep the flock in line and so that the flock don't get where away so the wolves, the bears, or the lions will take them out. Yeah. I said, I want you to stay in the fold. I want you to stay in the fellowship. I want you to stay among the people, among the saints. That's why I said do not forsake the assembling of yourself because we need each other for strength. We need yeah. each other for encouragement. We need each other for help. God says, I'll put you there for a reason. You're not in this church by accident. God knows exactly what he did when he put you in here. He knows exactly what he did when he sent you to St. John Baptist Church. He said he knew this is the healing institution that you need. Others are somewhere else, but you need this environment. You need this fellowship of love. You need this encouraging uh, atmosphere. You need to know that God loves you more than you ever know, than you ever can imagine. The love of God flows freely yes, all the time unconditionally in every atmosphere where the Holy Spirit is welcome. Yeah. Where the presence of God is welcome. Yeah. Where the spirit is welcome. Yeah. Where the people of God will do the things that bring his power and his presence forth. Right. Somebody talking about bickering and fighting in the church. Why are you fighting? What are you fighting about? Uh, that's right. You can have your way going about your business. Yeah, let it go. Amen. 
You need to come in and tear up God's house. This is the institutional, a place of God. We talked about that yesterday. And we, we were talking and some of the guys that with us that didn't know said, don't mess with Bishop because he'll let you have it. Don't, go, don't get him wrong. He's almost a lamb, but don't let the, don't, don't let the raging power of the lion loose. See, he ain't dead, he's just asleep. God says, do those things that bring glory and praise unto his holy and righteous. See, David was that type of person. Do you actually think David could have killed Goliath if he didn't have the power and experience of a shepherd? If he didn't know how to move about the things that are of a shepherd, do you think he knew? If he killed a lion and a bear and this uncircumcised Philistine come walking up, talking about God and talking about the people of God. And David said, you uncircumcised Philistine, you going down today. Amen. And David was already practicing. He could take a sling and he could take that thing on. And he could aim it and hit it right where he wanted it to go and to hit you. He hit that uncircumcised Philistine right in the temple. Killed him instantly. Nine foot giant. Twice, three times the size of David. He hit the ground and David took a sword and cut his head off. And took it back to the king. Fifteen. Your threat is no longer a threat because God has taken him out. See, when the devil come up against you, you say, you are a threat, but I've got a God. You are a threat, but I have a Savior who will deliver me out of your hand. He'll deliver you from the paws of the bear and the lion. He'll bring you to the place of victory. He says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. See, they think you're down and out. They think it's all over. They think you got, they got you defeated. God says, I got something for them. I want them to know that I'm with you. I want them to know that I'm watching over you. I want them to know that I'm feeding you. I'm clothing you. I'm giving you the things that you need. Not the enemy. See, people sometimes wonder why you're doing so good. It's because the God in you. Tell them that. Why you're doing so good, it's the God in me. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit in me that guides and directs and leads me to the places that I need to go to do the things that I need to do. It is the power of Christ who lives inside me. Remember, Christ is not just the Savior. He's within our hearts through the power of the Holy Spirit now. He lives and dwells within us. He tells us, you anoint my head with oil. Remember, Samuel anointed David for the office of king. And God Tells you when he anointed servant, don't touch them. When he says don't yeah, touch, yeah. he means don't touch. Right. Sometimes it's dangerous to even put your mouth on the people of God. Yeah. God will take you out and putting your mouth on them. Yeah. I remember the pastor that or licensed and ordained me, he had a board of deacons. They would always fight him all the time. They'd come up against him and fight him on everything he tried to get accomplished in the church. He'd always end up fighting with them. And they'd always have their words and say ugly things to him. And the Lord allowed him to bury every single one of them. And he's still pastoring that church to this day. He said, don't touch the anointing. God, I said, I said, Reverend Burgess, what happened to him? He said, they all died. They rolled right, they rolled them right across there. And I said, the last words over and took them out to the graveyard and put them in the ground. And he's still, he over 80 years old, still pastoring two churches. 
Okay. God says, I got you. Don't worry about it. If you're a righteous shepherd and you're trying to do what's right by God, you don't have to be perfect. God says, just preach the word. I'll do the work. Tell the story and let the glory and manifest and come forth. Talk about the Savior, the divine Holy One, the loving one. God just what did Christ Christ told them? He said, God is the one in charge. God is the one that will do what needs to be done. All we have to do is get out of God's way. All we have to do is stand aside and let God do the work for us and let God do the work in us. And when we stand aside and let him have it, he's going to take it over for us. He's going to do it for us. He tells us in the 27th verse of the 10th chapter of St. John, my sheep sheep hear my voice voice. and I know them and they follow me. (laughs) My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Who are you following this morning? Not only did he tell them that, he says, and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Christ said, God has given us to him and nobody can take us from him. Look at what he says in 29. My father which gave them to me is greater than all and no man can pluck them out of my father's hand. He says, God gave you to me. God says you're protected in his hand. Then he turns you over to me and that's double protection. You have the father and the son. Then he sends the Holy Ghost to seal it all. So that nothing can ever hurt you or harm you or come against you. As long as you keep your faith and trust in God. As long as you're walking the walk and talking the talk and living according to the word of God, nothing and no one will ever be able to come up against you and defeat you. They may think they may knock you down. You may fall, but get up. If you got to crawl, crawl until you can walk. Because God is with you and he's watching over you. He's protecting you. And he's keeping you alive and well for his purpose and for his own namesake. Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. So he says, I am the good shepherd. I came to give you life that you may have it more abundantly I came to watch over you I came to protect you I came to guide you I came to lead you I came to show you the way back unto salvation I came to carry you back to the fire for the day is going to come when it's all going to be over and the shepherd is going to come for the bride and the bride is the church and he's looking for a church without a spot or wrinkle and if you're that church without a spot or wrinkle, guess what? He's coming to carry you back into glory. Coming to carry you back to the kingdom. Coming to carry you back to heaven to reign eternally with him. No matter what the enemy says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want for, for he watches over me. He guides and keeps me. He directs me. All of the things that the enemy may try to do to me, God is already there watching over and keeping and protecting me. He said, don't worry about the enemy. Don't worry about the devil because I got it under control. God says, I got this. Don't worry about it. Don't let it aggravate you. Don't let it confuse you. Don't let it worry you. I got you. Keep your faith and trust in me. The Lord is my soul. I shall not. He makes me to lie down in the 
Lead me beside still water. Feed me when I'm hungry. Yes. Hold me when I'm naked. Yes. He's with me when I'm afraid. Yes. I don't have to worry about nothing or nobody because he's always right there with me. Yes. When I think it's all over and done with, somewhere out of somehow, a miracle happens. Yes. I think I'm down and out, and he gives me more strength. He said, the joy of the Lord is your strength. The good shepherd wants you to be strengthened. He wants you to have courage and power. He wants you to be encouraged and realize no matter what you face or what you go through, you have the victory. He said you're more than, Paul said, I'm more than a conqueror through him that loved me and gave himself for me. So if Christ is the center of our salvation, what are we struggling with and what are we worried about? We have nothing to worry about. We have a good shepherd who watches over us, who protects and keeps us. May God bless you today. May heaven smile upon you. Let us stand. Father, we bless you this morning for this message. We thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice. We praise you and give you the glory. Give you honor. We magnify and edify you. We just give you praise for Worthy is the lamb slain for each and every one of us. We thank you for being the good shepherd. Thank you for what you did on Calvary to save each and every one of us. Thank you for watching over and protecting us day in and day out. Thank you for allowing your presence through the Holy Spirit to dwell among us and live inside of us. We thank you for everything you continue to do. We're grateful and we magnify your holy and righteous name. Cover this flock of your people with your love. Let your power reign and rule in their hearts. Let them realize that no matter what's going on around them, you said no harm will come near their dwelling. We thank you today for being the good shepherd. We thank you today for being our shepherd, our guide. Thank you for just walking with us, keeping us, telling us that we're your own. And we have nothing to fear. We give you glory and praise. Now we ask you to just bless this congregation with this message. Use it to bring glory and praise to your name. Let it be exalted and let let you be exalted by everything that we have seen. We bless you and praise you in name of Jesus. This is our servants prayer. Christ Jesus' name we pray in Let all of God's people say, Amen. God bless you this morning. Amen.